Warning, this podcast is hosted by a hopeless 20-something-year-old who's probably at home sleeping right now. Welcome to the Hopeless Homebody. We're going to start now. Let's do this. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to today's episode. I am Jasmine, and I am joined by a very special guest all the way from Vancouver, Canada. This is my dad, Philip. <laughs> Say hi. Say hi. <laughs> this is dad, Philip. Why do you call me Philip? Could be because Pop. It's because your name. It's your name. Your name is Philip. Could be Philip Lemessurier. No, it's 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 Philip or Pops. <laughs> how, about, how about just so Phil? Okay, well, okay, Philly. Philly right. cheesesteak. <laughs> this right. is my dad, and he's joined virtually all the way from Canada, uh, and he has agreed to be on my podcast in my family series. So by this time, my podcast with my mother has already been out. So I thought, why not have my dad on as well? Awesome. Right, Dad? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get to go second. Amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah. So my first segment is fashion trends. How do you uh, dress to impress Dad? What is your personal style in the office? Uh, well, we've switched in the office. We used to be, you know, business casual. Yeah. Um, now we're more casual. Like people are wearing yeah. jeans. Not necessarily t-shirts, but yeah, short sleeve shirts and... Yeah, it's super, super cash. And I find that, you know, depending on my mood in the morning, sometimes I dress up, sometimes I dress down, right? Just depends yeah. how, how I want to rock it. If I'm in a good mood, I might put a sport jacket on and uh, oh. um, change up the shoes. But yeah, it's it's super cash. It's a, it's a great vibe. That Do you wear said, your have, fresh... Oh. That being Go. said, I have a whole bunch of um, dress clothes that I don't wear anymore, which kind of, I know. Kind of sucks, right? But um, yeah. Do you wear your fresh kicks? Fresh kicks are most important. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Now we've got an insight on Phil's fashion finds. Phil's fashion finds. Because <laughs> yeah. he's a fashionista. I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, the reason I'm having you on the podcast today is because as a person, my dad, if you don't know my dad, my dad is probably one of the most, I'm going to be sappy for a second, so just be prepared. But my dad's probably one of the most hardworking people that I've ever met in my life. Um, my dad has basically like started from the ground up and has really like, like established himself in such a great career role that he is doing right now. But he's basically like started from the bottom. Now we're here. Like Drake, like Drake says, (laughs) but, uh, in all honesty, it's something that I would like to learn more of, and I know that my followers would like to learn more of as well, just because me, in my own personal life, I kind of don't know what I want to do with my life, and I don't know how to establish myself in a career that I want to do, and I think the best person to ask is my dad, because he is so insightful about it, and he has been working in his industry for a while, and yeah, 
he's also super supportive and great. So why not have my father on here to talk about strategies in the workplace? So my first question is, who are you, of course? I'm Daddy-O. I'm Pops. <laughs> You're Pops. What, what, do you, what do you do? What are you doing for work? I look after, I'm in the re restaurant industry, and I look mm -hmm. after uh, the property management division um, in, the, in the company that I work for. So cool. we look after um, the physical plants. We look after um, the buildings. So we have over 30 restaurants in the chain uh, across mm -hmm. Canada. Um, and we look after anything repairs and uh, maintenance related. So anything, <sighs> furnitures, fixtures, um, equipment, um, mm -hmm. just the whole spectrum. So, and we, uh, we make sure that, uh, the restaurants function on a daily basis. Yeah. It's so important. Very important. You're like the moving parts of the whole restaurant industry to make sure things are going smoothly and correctly and the place doesn't burn down stuff like that um how long have you been in your current role current role with this company um this is this will be my ninth year wow gosh damn and the company that you were in previously before that you were in for quite a while as well right S similar role uh different uh different brand different uh, restaurant group mm -hmm. and i was there for um about yeah just over 12 years so Wow. Been doing this uh, doing this gig for over twenty years now. God damn! Mm -hmm. How did you start off? Like, what were your stepping stones to where you are now? Because I know that you kind of your career kind of has shifted because you were more hands on in the past. Yeah, so I think uh, during uh, going through high school, I mm -hmm. kind of knew that I. I I kind of thought I'd be in a blue collar role. So I, I kind of assumed mm -hmm. that, um, you know, I didn't really like school that much. I was drawn <laughs> to um, um, the mechanics end of it. Any, you know, anything, you know, working parts. So I was always drawn yeah. to that. And I guess that comes from my dad. You know, he can fix pretty much anything. So I was drawn to that. So, and I thought I was going to be a mechanic, to be honest with you. So wow. uh, my focus in high school was mechanics. Uh, I think. I uh, didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, this is why we're here. This is what podcasts are yeah. about, right? We're, yeah, we're learning. That's true. We're um, learning. Wow. Yeah. So, so I think, um, I, I think at that point in my life, you know, I, I, I took a lot of shop classes. Um, mm -hmm. And by the time I finished high school, I was like, hmm, maybe mechanics isn't the right, right role. <laughs> so I was kind of, I was kind of in limbo, to be honest with you. So oh. I took some advice from a good friend, good family friend, and. Uh, uh, he told me to become a laborer uh, for a general contractor. The, mm -hmm. the reason he said that is because you get to see the full f spectrum of the uh, of the industry. You get to kind of see what the plumbers do and the electricians do and and mm. and the framers. You get to kind of see the whole thing, and then you kind of choose your direction from there. What you what you think you'd be interested in. So of course, knowing me, I was interested in all of it. But I had to kind mm -hmm. of choose one at one point in my life, and I choose I chose to be a plumber. So I went to yeah. plumbing school. Um, I went down that route and uh, wow. uh, did that for a couple of years. And I think uh, I was on my first kind of uh, plumbing call, service related. And that's when I stepped back and went, hmm, I don't think I want to be a plumber anymore. <laughs> this is not oh what I signed gosh. up to be. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. But these are, all, this... these are all the, these are the building blocks, right? And I think this is important. Um, you know, and prior for to sure. that, I did, I did a little bit of electrical. I worked with an electrician, so I kind of 
you know, got my hands dirty in that field and enjoyed that. And then I moved on and did, uh, I did some framing. I was a steel stud framer for. Yeah, you did like construction and stuff. Yeah, we built built high rises. Yeah. So I did that for a number of years, probably 10 or so years. Yeah, it was, um, it was a very cool job. I love love to build, right? And it was always nice to, and I still do it to this day, is drive by some of my old buildings and, you know, I pull over, (laughs) hey, I built that one. I built that one. I know that. I was there. I know that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you've, been, you've been in the car with me. I can't, yeah, I can't <laughs> yeah. go anywhere in Burnaby uh, without pulling over and seeing a building I built. So I did that for a number of years. That's crazy. And then uh, your mom, as we know, uh, was in the service mm-hmm. industry, industry forever. Um, yep. Um, and uh, I was kind of, I asked her one day, I was always intrigued on a restaurant that opens at 6 a.m. and closes at 11 p.m. How do they mm-hmm. have time to do any maintenance? How, how do they fix things? It was it always yep. interested me. So I asked her one day, I was like, hey, who fixes your restaurants and how do they do it? You guys are always open. You know, you're open yeah. like, yeah, you're open 18 hours a day. I mean, there's not much time to, to fix anything. She's like, I really don't know, but I'll ask. And so happened, wow. I think a week or so later, the fixer guy, the uh, the maintenance guy had popped in and she asked, um, you know, how do you guys fix the restaurant? Well, you know, how do you, yeah. how do you make this function while having guests in the building? He's like, a lot of night shifts. Um, a lot of night shifts oh. and, and, and a lot of a lot of good people in, out in the field. So, um, and he asked her, "Why do you ask?" And yeah. uh, she said, "Well, my husband was interested." And I think he said something <laughs> like, "Does he want a job?" <laughs> and, this, and that's how it all started. <laughs> yeah, I had no, yep. I had no um, experience in the restaurant business at all. Wait. But I, but, was, but was handy. Like I, I could. Wait, you know, I didn't. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, wow, so, I didn't know that. Did you start off with doing like late, late, late shifts? Um, I did a lot of night shifts for sure. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, wow. I didn't know that mom was like, kind of like asking. Cause like, I, I don't, I don't, I just assumed that I honestly assumed that you started there first, even though she started there when she was like uh, 17. Yeah. She was 17. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then how, uh, so you stayed in that role. I, I stayed, well, basically I got hired as a handyman, right? Yeah. So I was, I was the fixer. So I'd fix everything, chairs, yeah. floors, tiles, the, the whole spectrum. I started there. Um, and the fellow that hired me, uh, ended up moving on. Uh, he, oh. he retired. Uh, so wow. I took over his role and, uh, by myself. So there was two of us. Now there's one. Um, wow. it became really overwhelming. There was a, you know, <laughs> there's too much on my plate. I didn't have the horsepower, so I had to kind of reinvent mm-hmm. myself. So I took, I took that role and kind of changed it into more of a management role. So okay. I was doing less and pointing more. So, at, you know, I was getting people yeah. to actually do the work and I was managing those people. So it was way yeah. more efficient and, you know, in the end, um, uh, more things got done. Um, so that I, I morphed that role. That was, that was all me. Wait, how did you how did you get that how did you get that approved? Because I know it's um, hard talking to like big bosses and stuff and being like this is what I need to happen because most of the times people when they're working in a position and they become overwhelmed they start resenting a job they start um, not doing all the work because they're too stressed and then they eventually quit. How yeah. did you get that approved? Like, how did you I, talk to higher ups about it? I, I don't think I really got it approved. I just kind of, I really, rolled with it. it just reinvented myself. All right. I just continued wow. to reinvent myself and just kind of, yeah, it's the building blocks, right? It's, you know, yeah. you get to a point where you just don't have uh, the bandwidth. 
you, you can, there's no mm-hmm. way you can maintain it, right? So either you add resources, um, which would be yeah. hiring somebody else, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, or or you you hire the right trades and you hire the right people and you form those relationships and um, yeah, it's it's way more efficient. For sure. Yeah. And then going on to that, you like I said, you worked that position for quite a while, and yep. then did you sort of get a little bored of it? Did you want something new? What was your experience of kind of looking for a new job? Did people reach out to you? Yeah, I think I think uh, there was a few times where um, something piqued my interest. I mean, I was happy in my mm-hmm. role. I love the company. Yeah. I love the people there. But I think, yeah, I think, you know, you always want to, again, you want to reinvent yourself. You want to keep building yourself, right? You want to, you know, keep um, uh, adding those notches in your belt, so to speak, right? So sure. I think um, uh, an opportunity came up with a, with a new company and uh, and I jumped on it. Um, mm-hmm. It's always always a challenge, right? It was a, it was a it was a different role, but it was a lot the same. Um, um, but yeah, I was kind of uh, I was in it to win it. Wow! And then your current position that you've been with for quite a while now, you've been saying have been reinventing yourself and basically creating a new position for yourself to like escalate your role what was your yep. experience with doing that uh same thing with my uh, my other role it was just you know when i got hired on with this new company this new restaurant mm-hmm. group um i was i was alone so i was in the similar wow. similar role similar situation as the last company um and yeah i just uh, i put um uh, I, I i made i made things a little bit more efficient and i started to started to plan on how I can really take this next um, role in, in a better direction. How, how I can improve it, how yeah. I can be more efficient, how I can take it to the next level. So I think I started with that and you know, started putting the, putting the pieces together um, mm-hmm. and uh, started, started to build a team similar to what I did with the last role. But the team that I built in this current role was internal. So I actually started hiring people. So I started... Wow. Yeah, and I, I got you know it was always, you know it was always the saying you know it's just easier to do it myself. But you get to a point where there's just so much to do, and there's there's just For no sure. way you can do it yourself, and and things start falling off. So that's when you had to start yeah. to add some some resources, right? So I think that was that was how I started, and mm-hmm. then I just yeah I started putting the puzzle together, and you know so we could better manage our our facilities. You're very much like that. You're very much like you know. I, you know, want to do this myself. I want to get this done. But I think it's even more admirable to be like, I need help. I need a, I need a team, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I know that a lot of people have difficulty, myself included, being able to ask for help and ask for help when it's needed. What was your experience asking for help and being like, I need, you know, I need a team. I need people to be doing xyz for me to be able to support my role and my position in a company what was your experience asking for that help um well it's, it's always a challenge but i think yeah if yeah. you don't ask you don't get right you kind of have sure. to be this you kind of have to be the squeaky wheel right it's yeah. just and it's for the betterment of the company and i think if yeah. you can put a uh, ROI on it, like a return on investment. I mean, it just makes sense. You you kind of kind of put it that in in that kind of language, right? So if mm-hmm. we hire X, 
it's going to give us why. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think I think just putting the business case together and and as I developed, I found that you know before I was I was the doer and I and I <laughs> you know was, I I always prided my you know prided myself on being really good at what I did, but as yeah. I developed, I found that. I was, you know, I'm not going to toot my own horn here, but um, I'm a, I'm <laughs> but a you're better gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm a better manager than I'm a doer, right? I, I, I'm really, I've, I think I really have a knack for managing people, and um, yeah, and uh, sure. you know, and that's 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 how I've built my team. You know, started out for with sure. one, and now we're we're seven deep. So, and we're continuing wow. to build, which is which is amazing, right? So, wow. Speaking on building your team like interviewing, an interviewing process. I know a lot of people get super, super anxious about going into interviews and not knowing what to do and not knowing what to say. As someone that does interview people quite frequently, what is your best advice for people going into interviews and seeing potential employers and what to sort of do to like pique their interest? Be, na be natural. Be yourself. Yeah. Don't yeah. be uptight, right? This is, you know, <laughs> I'm looking for um, happy, smiley people. Um, yeah. You know, the attitude is the most important for me. I can build, I can train, I can develop, but you got to mm -hmm. start with that attitude. And, and yeah, just, just be for yourself. Sure. Be open. Um, I, uh, you know, my interview process is... I, you know, I might take a few notes, but I'm, I'm kind of shooting from the hip when I, when I interview people. I, I don't really have too many questions set up. I, I get a feeling from the interview. I try to make them relax because you can really tell when somebody's super nervous, you know, add a Most joke in there, kind of, kind of, kind of liven it up. Right. I mean, this yeah. is, you know, yeah, we're not saving the world here. We're just trying to get it, get you a job, right? We're trying to put you in a role. So I think first and foremost, just be yourself. I agree. Yeah, it is super nerve-wracking for going into interviews and basically being like, I hate when people ask a question. They're like, who are you? You're like, who am I? I don't even know. Like, me specifically in my life, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I like, you know, pasta. I like a good wine. Like, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is super difficult, but I've realize even with me with being in a management position previously and interviewing people I think the most important thing is just trying to make people like feel comfortable and then it's yep. like reciprocated right yep. and then it makes yep. your workplace feel like a like a supportive and happy workplace um going on sort of like interviewing and like workforce and everything me specifically and I know that a lot of my friends my listeners probably feel the same way about asking for a raise in a position it is like super nerve-wracking thing to do and a lot of people don't know how to do it properly what is your advice for going up to an employer your boss and saying why you think you deserve a raise? Well, I think first and foremost, make sure you actually deserve that raise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a misconception, yeah. right? Yeah, you gotta yes. you gotta put the put the work in and just make sure you know you actually deserve that raise. So first and foremost, but yeah, I think pick an opportunity. Mm -hmm. it, maybe it maybe it's a it, maybe it's a weekly check in or a monthly check in with your boss. Yeah. Don't catch them off guard. Kind of kind of lay the groundwork beforehand. 
Um, you know, you yeah. don't, you don't, you don't start the conversation right away going, you know, I deserve this or, you know, you should give this to me. I mean, lay the groundwork and kind of lay out what you've, you know, what you felt, felt you did to make you deserve yeah. that raise. Right. So I think set, setting those goals and, you know, as I've told you, year and year year over year is you got you got to set your goals right you, you set your For mindset sure. and set your goals and if you feel you've kind of checked all those boxes on that way to that goal I think it's time for you to, to talk to your employer and go hey I did x y and z and I feel that's you know it's time maybe we have a bump in salary yeah and hey what's the worst thing they're gonna say no, no. right <laughs> right what's the and worst then, thing you're gonna then, say and then you go up and ask them you say hey, how can I get to this point, right? What can I do to get to this point? And then, like you said, putting in the building blocks to do that, you know, and making sure you check off those deadlines and stuff like that. Yep. Let's set set those goals. That's the very, very most important thing, right? So if you're not achieving your personal goals and professional goals – um, you're probably not checking the boxes for your boss's goals either, right? So just making <laughs> sure, sure, make sure, make sure you're doing, you know, professionally and, and uh, personally, make sure you're setting and, and meeting those goals. Um, and then you take it to the next step. For sure. Speaking of goals, how important do you think it is to have personal goals outside of work in your workplace? Outside of work? Yeah. I think it's really important. Like mm-hmm. it's like the uh, your New Year's resolutions, right? So uh, those, yeah. it shouldn't just be a New Year's resolution. It should be, yeah. you know, you sh- you should be setting goals. You should be setting personal goals. They're just as important as professional goals. So whether sure. it's you know eating healthy, um, mm-hmm. having like a, a sober January, um, yeah. um, working out, right? It's yeah. it's all important, right? This is all this is building character. Uh, personally, mm-hmm. right? So I think you, you're, you're setting those goals and you're beating those goals in your personal personal life. Mm-hmm. It all flows into your professional life, right? It's it's all about, you know, it's all about achieving that. It's, it's all about getting getting to the end. I guess the not finish the end, line. not death. Uh, would be, I mean, <laughs> not death. <laughs> well, things got dark. Well, words of advice there, Dad. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we're not talking down. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like no. you said, like get into the finish line, right? And honestly, it's yeah, there's really no finish line, right? You just keep achieving. You just have to keep on going. Keep on going, and keep pushing. Keep pushing. Um going on to the sort of the same route with your goals and everything. I know how fast it is to like change up your career fully like I know that people spend like 10 years in an office job and they're like I I don't I don't want to do this anymore I need like I need to switch it up and they do something completely different like mom for example she was serving for however many years and she was like I have enough of this like I want to be doing something else I want to be taking care of my body instead of wrecking it what is your best advice for figuring out what you sort of want to do with your life and like dropping one role and going to the next well I think yeah I think like I like I said before I think no matter what you're doing you're you're Mm -hmm. building character you're you're putting those pieces together to be uh, 
to to be better overall. So it really doesn't matter what you're sure. what you know what you do in life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in in and switching gears is I think sometimes important, right? You just you're you're becoming way more well-rounded. You know, take take your mother, uh, your mother, your mom, for instance. <laughs> um, she she was in the uh, service industry for a long time, mm-hmm. um, yep. and you know, even if she doesn't know it, she gained a lot of skills there, right? She yeah, took those skills she and she brought them to her new role, right? There's a, there's a ton of skills and everything you do, you just, it's building blocks, right? You're just building up your character, building up your, sure. you're, you're developing yourself. So keep yeah. on doing that. And you know what, you know, if, if you get to a point in your, in your life and you're in your current job or your current role where you're kind of comfortable, you're probably not in the right role. Like you kind of no. have to keep striving. You kind of have to be uncomfortable, right? This is how we learn. Yeah. This is how we grow. You never want to be, you know, you want to be passionate. Yeah. And I think, and I think the key is um, really care, really care what you're doing. You know, really, really show that you care because once you start to care, it just, yeah, it, it, you know, it's no longer a job. It's more of a career. And, and this is, this is yeah. how you build, right? God damn. <laughs> that was some words of advice there dad you didn't have to drop it that hard <laughs> drop it like it's hot drop it like it's hot you really, it's hot. You really full sended it there and <laughs> gave some emotional words of advice there wow it's not even we're not even on my last part of my segment you just did it <laughs> oh my god going on the roads of like switching up your careers a lot of people find it difficult to quit and quit their positions. I know myself for a fact, I am the type of person that has like extreme anxiety with quitting and feeling guilty when I'm quitting. And every single time I quit, this is like not professional at all, but I definitely do cry because I feel really bad and I feel really guilty. What is your advice for learning how to quit professionally? Well, you said, yeah, you, you, you cry. It's, it's cause you care, right? You care for those people. You, you care, you know, I think, yeah, I th- it's a really tough thing to do. You know, I've had to leave a few um, jobs over the years and it's really tough because, you know, you, you, you kind of feel like you're, you're, you know, you're hurting somebody else's development and you, you feel like you're, sure. you're kind of leaving, you know, you, you didn't finish, you didn't finish the puzzle, right? You're leaving a few pieces yeah. and you're taking a few pieces of that puzzle away. But I think there's a reason though that you're leaving, right? You're, you're, you're looking to develop yourself. You're looking to grow. You're looking, you know, you're looking to move on. And I think, yeah, yeah. I, it's always tough to do. And yeah, I think crying's completely natural. Um, <laughs> Uh, right i think it's you're good you're good girl you're fine keep crying Uh, (laughs) but yeah we've got a long ways to go in this short time in this world right so hey get out there and do it like there's no challenge yourself challenge yourself and just keep 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 on getting on speaking of quitting professionally do you think two weeks is mandatory for quitting or if not longer Oh yeah, longer if better. Longer's better. For yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Two weeks. That's what is, I've always said. Yeah, two weeks is you know I think is the industry standard. But yeah, you want for to try sure. to give as much time as you can. Um, Do you yeah. want to hear something crazy that I've just learned in the UK? Is um, it's very much like common courtesy in Canada to give at least a two week notice, if not longer. In the UK, a lot of people. It's not apparently common practice. A lot of people 
just say they're quitting and then they don't they don't come back See, which i thought was really weird that's rude like peace yeah. i'm out it is <laughs> it's like peace i'm out like yeah yeah. I thought thanks it was thanks so for strange. paying my bills. Thanks for paying my bills all these years, but uh, anyway, I'm out. I'm not in tomorrow. Like a or lot next of week. people do a lot of people do that though. They just like Yeah, that's rude. Which I think is just absolutely strange. Yeah. I was just shocked because I'm so used to giving 2 weeks like like I said, if not more. Usually all the times that I've quit, I've given at least a month notice even if it's like a small position or role. But it's just it's just a little off track. I was really confused and really shocked <laughs> with that one. Yeah, um, you might be in a position too that your employer's like, you know, you give them three or four weeks notice. Your employer's yeah. like, you know, maybe they want to move on a little bit quicker, and maybe they let you go a little bit quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's there's that there. But I think you got to give them as much time as possible. For sure. Yeah. For sure, especially if you want a good reference. Well, this is it, important. right? Yeah, don't burn, don't uh, burn, burn your bridges. Don't burn bridges. That's yeah. what you've always said to me. Yeah. Don't burn your bridges. You never know when you'll need that person might, or employer or anyone in your life. Exactly. This is a little bit of a more soft, soft uh, comment oh boy. with. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what is your biggest tip for being confident with your work and what you're doing? I know a lot of people lack confidence sometimes, but they're doing great work. What is your biggest tip? Uh, just own your shit. Like, honestly, own it. <laughs> well, seriously, if own you're going to jump, yeah, uh, jump into it and, and own it. Like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Um, but yeah. this is how we learn from that. We learn from our mistakes. What I, you know, what I tell um, uh, my team is, you know, I don't mind you making a mistake. But let's just try not to make that same mistake again, right? This is how we build character. This is how we build ourselves. Um, for yeah. me, if if I go through and, and I do something wrong, I learn from that. You know, I that's etched into my memory bank that uh, you know this this is how this plays out. So we just don't do this again, right? So yeah, just jump in, own it, own your shit. Own your shit. I love that quote, Dad. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> pretty hard. <laughs> It's true, Oh, though. my gosh. Yeah. Well, that was a great end to this segment of you sharing your experiences, sharing your wits, sharing a little bit of your humor. Not fully all of your humor, <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm, a, I'm on camera here. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm shy, too, if you haven't He's noticed. He's a little bit shy. Yeah. I, no, you're not. That's the biggest <laughs> lie in your life. <laughs> You're not shy. <laughs> Going on to my favorite segment, which is where I basically get to talk about film for however long. So this is just Film Finds with Jasmine and also Phil. You can chime in if you want to, Dad. <laughs> but um, these films revolve around business. So get prepared for me to talk about films that involve business. But most of the films that are out in the industry to this day about business are like really kind of like sad stories like or like it's like failure of that business and I would like to see some more films being created that are of like good business practices but all the ones on my list are basically you know 
sad and miserable and fucked up stories. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the first one, obviously, that comes off the top of my head is a social network. Have you watched a social network before, Dad? I have. It's been, been you have? some time. Yep. It, it was created quite a while ago, I think in the, tw- in the 2010s, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it's basically about the creator of Facebook, um, the two creators of Facebook, um, Mark Zuckerberg, and it stars Jesse Eisenberg and Andrew Garfield. And that is a really, really good one. I had watched it so long ago, but I think I recently watched it last year again. And it's it's a great one. You, you learn how much of an asshole Mark Zuckerberg is. <laughs> and uh, overall, the acting is fantastic and the storyline's good. And you get a little bit of insight on how Facebook was created and stuff like that. Number two, my dad definitely knows this one for sure. It's <laughs> The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> it's a great flick. <laughs> it's a great flick. <laughs> like I said... Very fucked up uh, film, yes. but yes. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio kills it. Jonah Hill is also in it. Margot Robbie is in it as well. Um, yeah, it's a long one, a very, very long film. So if you don't like long films, I wouldn't recommend watching it because I think it's at the three-hour mark. But yeah, it's it's fantastic. I think Leonardo DiCaprio should have gotten an Oscar for his performance. He never did. He was just nominated, but he was is absolutely fantastic in it. The script holds up to time, and the shots in it are amazing. I think it's on Netflix, so go check it out if you haven't checked it out before. Number three is actually a TV show called Girl Boss, and it is basically about this girl that starts selling clothes on an online app. I think this is how, is it Vinted? I think this is how like Vinted or one of the other apps was created to reselling clothes and stuff like that. But she would basically go to like thrift stores or charity shops as we call them in the UK and like buy expensive designer items for cheap and then flip them online. It's a really good one. It's more lesser known and yeah that's I mean there's one that I put on the list that I haven't watched yet that I think everyone should keep an eye out for which is called Blackberry I think it's a more of a newer film but it's basically about Blackberry the phone and I've heard it's a really good film you're nodding have you seen it I haven't I've I wanted to watch it actually because it I'm looks that really good. I'm that old that I actually had a Blackberry yeah I know you did I remember yep Yep. I remember we had Blackberry phone. But yeah, no, it looks really, really good. And like on Letterboxd, the reviews are like quite spectacular. And usually films about like inventors and inventing things are quite bad. But this one apparently is quite good. So stay tuned to my Letterboxd review when I watch that. It's definitely in my list in my searches. But dad, do you have any films? that come off the top of your head about business? Yeah, not really. That's a tough category. No. That's a that's a tough it one, is, right? right? That's a tough one to make a film about and keep people yeah. interested, right? So uh, I don't For really sure. have anything, you know. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, that's a, that's a kick-ass cla- show. It's yeah. a kick-ass one. No, yeah. yeah, I was like looking and I was like, there's not really 
because usually they're like sad and like the decline of a business they they're usually like oh it's usually like a startup good startup and then it's like they crash and burn at the end so i'd like to find one where it's like a success story but those usually aren't as as interesting to be honest and keep people entertained i also i've watched the founder too before but it isn't as good i feel like as the other ones that i've mentioned it's about mcdonald's founder of mcdonald's right and michael keaton's in it who's fantastic as always but it didn't keep me as gripped as the other ones do yeah beautiful so that wraps up my beautiful film finds category and going on to my very last segment but this is my i'm whenever i have special guests now i'm doing a sneak attack question um that kind of surprises you and because you think the questions are over, but JK, they're not. I have more. The sneak attack question for you, Dad, is okay. what are some of your favorite podcasts? Because if you didn't know, my dad loves listening to podcasts on his ride to work or whenever he listens to podcasts. But my dad got me into podcasts. So I want to hear his insight on some of the podcasts that he loves. Well... Some people hate me out there for this, but I really like Joe Rogan's podcast. I think uh, I think he's <laughs> kind of a guy. I don't know. A lot of people don't like Joe Rogan, right? Oh, yeah. But um, I think he has. I I think his podcast is so chill. It's like he's talking to you know, just sitting around talking to his friends. It's just easy going. The vibe is always good, and he's got some really that. interesting people on that podcast. Hmm. Um, yeah, the whole kind of whole spectrum. He'll have one day he'll have like a, a rocket scientist on his podcast. The next oh, wow. day he'll have Elon Musk on his podcast. And then oh the next day gosh. he'll have just like a average Joe Hunter guy, right? It's like, yeah, he's, uh, um, I think the variety of his, his podcasts are amazing. That's um, sick. um, no, no, the name, of, yeah, the name escapes me now. You got me onto this podcast. What, the, the Jason Bateman one? Smart, smart list? Smartless, yeah, that one rocks. I love Smartless. I could, yeah, I, I could listen to J- Jason Bateman all Jason day long. Bateman. I think he's Jason he's awesome. Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. Sean, they're so Sean great. Hayes. Yeah, yeah, the, the, and they're just they're like so they're, they're like three buddies, right? It's three goofy buddies. Oh, and, best uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and again, they have some pretty uh, pretty uh, cool people on their pod as well. Yeah, that's that's they a good some one. So great guess. Yeah. I just listened to the Adam Driver episode and it was fantastic. Maybe it's because I, I just love Adam yet. Driver. Love there Adam Driver. He's so great. Yeah. Any other pods? Uh, no, that's it. I yeah. <laughs> I've I've started kind of getting into the murder murder mystery kind of uh, uh, podcast, like you know, what? who done who done it kind of podcast. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And some of them are getting a little bit dark, so I, I kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's an off and on. It's a love-hate relationship. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're like, uh, that's a little too dark for 6 it's o'clock a bit, in the morning. Yeah, or, or coming home at night, right? Yeah, you get home yeah. at night, you're like, you got it, it gets you thinking. But, yeah, I've, I've been dabbling in those as well. But I think, yeah, I, I stick to kind of upbeat, kind of more podcasts, especially in the morning to start my day. Um, for sure. As you know, my commute is uh, anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half, so I got some yeah. time in the car. You do, and you can also listen to another podcast, which is Hopeless Homebody, 
Oh yeah, I, ca- I catch all those episodes. As soon as they as soon as they drop, you you, you could look and they all got check marks. Yeah, they've all been played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every Tuesday. Yeah, I'm I'm way I'm way better than your mom. To be oh honest yeah, with you. I know she's you always, are. She's always playing catch up. Like she's always two pods behind. So yeah, I'm current. He prides himself on his um, podcast. Uh, what what is it? What, I don't even know the word. You're like uh, the top view. You're like my top fan. If I went on top fans, you'd be number one. <laughs> I am <laughs> definitely big fan. Big fan. Are definitely not a fake fan. The... No, not a fake fan. Are you gonna listen to this episode, Dad? I will absolutely. I oh mean, my god! Is, you get to hear yourself. This is the the coolest guest ever, right? So. To wrap up my podcast, I am going to give the reins to my dad and get him to share his wholesome weekly words of advice to you guys. Yeah, I've got a couple written down here. The first and foremost one, and I tell you this all the time. This is very important. (laughs) Never trust a fart. Like, (laughs) never, ever trust a fart. (laughs) Words of advice. This comes from years of knowledge, right? So, years. Yeah. Never uh, no, trust fart. Seriously, I have, I have another one. And this one is actually a new one for me. And somebody told me this uh, not so long ago. So I actually oh, had wow. to look it up so I don't butcher it. So I've written it down. Okay. This is the only thing I've written down today, actually. So everything else well, has been job. off the cuff. Yeah. Um, good job. So good here, job. here's the quote. Um, Life is short, but it's the longest thing you'll ever do. Mm-hmm. So give more than you take. And be kind. And just enjoy the ride. Yeah. I got, like got that one. Got a little deep one. there. Yeah, I do too. I think that's, that's 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 uh, one of my favorite ones, right? Because I think everybody always says life is short, right? But there's they yeah, never continue sure. on with it. Life is short, but it is actually the longest thing you'll ever do, right? So, oh, for sure, uh, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's a great quote. So you can use you that. You can take th- that one if you want. Do you want I'll me to write it down for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I screenshot it. Screenshot for Screenshot sure. it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that you got deep there, Dad. I thought I you were gonna. I thought you were gonna do your famous quote where you, <laughs> where you always say to me whenever I'm traveling, you go. Tell me, tell me the quote. Tell me the quote. <laughs> go. He said. Go to the restaurant. Sit on top of the bar. Not on top of the talk bar. Talk to the, the bar. bar t- oh, at the bar. <laughs> talk to talk to the bartender. Order the special. Yes. <laughs> and then it goes on for some more. Yeah, it's, it's like it's isn't it like one. the clamshells are the best or something like that? <laughs> try tr- try the oysters, right? It's yeah, that's a yeah. great one. Anthony Bourdain. You kind of butchered it a little bit. I do it all the time. Oh. I, I've changed it up, but I think that's a great quote, right? That's that's life right there. You know, be adventurous, yeah. right? You know, yeah. life life is absolutely short. You know, get out there, enjoy. Don't, uh, don't be nervous. Got to travel. You know, yep. Got to travel. Got to see the world. Got to live your well, life. Well. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to the very end of the pod. I'm so sad. I'm gonna go cry now. <laughs> Thank you so much for my pops for coming on uh, virtually. Uh, it was lovely to talk to you and get some insight of your deep wisdom. I'm being, I'm being not being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic, but um, 
No, I think that you do have, you have years of experience in your industry and I think it is super helpful to the listeners because I know that a lot of people struggle with the same things I do. Um, with looking for a job, with nailing interviews, with being confident in their position. And I think that you have given some really great advice. So I appreciate you for being on the podcast. I obviously miss you a lot, but I can't wait to see you in the summertime. I can't wait either. And thank you for inviting me. Um, I had a blast. Hopefully I didn't bore everybody out there with my monotone Um, voice, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I think, yeah, just... Yeah. Final words. Just yeah. care. Be passionate. Be passionate about what you do. And yeah, there's there's it doesn't matter what you do. Just just yeah. love what you do. And yeah. Yeah. Words of advice Aww. from from old pops. Aw. Well thanks, Own Dad. Sh- Own your shit. Own your shit. Own your shit. <laughs> <laughs> well well thank you and love you and love you. uh I'll I'll talk to you soon. Sounds and good. time to time to time to roll off. Do you know what I do okay. at the end of my podcast? Yes. <laughs> We're gonna do this. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. Two, one. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>